This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. This is the debate show. I'm James Mapping, uh, and this is your chance to have your say on your club, Sheffield Wednesday. We're live using Twitter Spaces, so if you're listening to the recording of this show in podcast form, then make sure you join us next time. Just head over to Twitter, click on the purple circle at the top of the page. Once we go live, uh, make sure you're following us. It's at WTID Pod. Lots of new followers this week, which is fantastic, and a massive thank you to everyone that does follow us and support us. We really do appreciate it uh, we try and do these uh, every lunchtime at 12 o'clock so if you missed this one you can always join us next week uh, we've got some key points that we want to discuss but ultimately we can talk about anything that you want Sheffield Wednesday related uh, now to kick things off I'll run through the topics that I picked out but as I said we can talk about anything that you like uh, if you want to get involved then just press the request to talk button on the uh, bottom left and I will bring you onto the show um, first of all one thing that we can talk about is uh, obviously Darren Moore is your patience running out with uh, Darren Moore obviously Saturday's game against Accrington Stanley um, is vital I mean we need to see a reaction from the players we need to see a performance and more importantly uh, the three points uh, are you starting to question whether Darren Moore is the man for the job or have you already made up your mind uh, if so please let me know I mean Darren Moore's just managed just 12 wins from 37 which is a 32% win ratio just to put that into context um Darren, uh, sorry, Gary Monk, 31%. Jos Lukai, 33%. Uh, so, yeah, Darren Moore at the moment is doing worse than uh, Jos Lukai. Uh, Carlos got a 42% and Stuart Gray, 38 And you could argue that, uh, that Darren Moore uh, has been playing against slightly easier opposition uh, in, in League One. Let us know your thoughts uh, on the whole Darren Moore situation. How long has he got uh, if things don't improve? That being said, we do just sit just two points outside the playoffs and if results do go our way tomorrow, could see us uh, back into the uh, the playoff positions. Uh, we could also talk about injuries. The list of injured players gets even longer. How much of a concern is that to you? Uh, Hutchinson, Iotha, Hunt, Gibson, Johnson, Adeneran, Windass and Gregory are all injured with Luongo and Byers only just uh, being made 
made available for selection coming back from injury. That's eight players that are unavailable. Uh, could this have been avoided? Should we have recruited a bit more wiser in January? Uh, Chris Turner's come out and said that this is something, something that he raised back when he was manager and it's still the same same now. Uh, the training ground hasn't even uh, hasn't even improved. Um, something else we can talk about uh, and something that got quite a reaction on um on, on Twitter the other day, uh, it was Azazi Origidi and Liam Shaw. Both players left at the end of the season and signed for Celtic, but both have found it tough uh, since going north of the border. We've both been said to be not good enough for the first team and their future at Celtic is uh, is unknown. Um, the manager came out and said that uh, you know, it's about getting them the right opportunity now, which may be here, it may be a loan deal elsewhere, but they'll, he'll make that decision in, in January. Obviously, with that being said, would you have either of them back or both on loan in January? Or is it a case of, you know, you made your bed, now laying it? Uh, we did put a poll um, out the other day, just posing the question, uh, if you'd have Origidi back on loan, um, if that was an option. Well, I mean, the response was incredible to be fair uh, the poll had over 800 votes 58% of you said no 42% said yes um, where do you stand on that one would you have any of those players back uh, are they uh, are they what we need uh, again if you want to join us um, just press the request talk button on the bottom left and you can uh, get involved you can also talk about Accrington Stanley tomorrow as as well um, first of all Liam mate how are you alright yeah I'm good mate how are you I'm fine thank you um yeah, that uh, before we kick things off, that um, Azazi Urigide Twitter went mad the other day when I, uh, when, I, <laughs> when, I when I put that one out there. Um, we'll kick we'll kick it off on that if you if you want. Um, where do you see uh, what like with, with the situation with Urigide? Obviously, nothing's been tabled. It was purely spec. Like I'm just putting it out there. But if if um, if he was to come available, would is he someone that you'd have back? It's it's like a, it's an odd one, isn't it? Because I was a bit like. We gave him a chance. He played well, and then he's gone. Fair play. Um, to be honest, I, I probably would. Um, I'd have him back purely because obviously we're struggling in defence and what have you. And it's probably you know once people are back fit, will he play? I don't know, but it's someone to have there, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, he, he can play left back. He can play centre back as well. I thought he was doing quite well. Um, when he when he was playing, uh, for me, I don't think um, you know people have been saying no, you know you've made your bed now laying it kind of thing. You've left for more money and it's not worked out. But I think that's just life, isn't it? At the end of the day, I think it's, it's someone. Why would you take a gamble on someone that um, you know that, that you've not seen before? When if if someone like you know Origidi is available, then then why not? And some people are saying he's, t- he's too young. I mean, I'm talking to the guy from the. MK Don Supporters Association and looking at their their team and they had 19-year-olds, 20-year-olds and they were some of their best players. So I think age, sometimes people put too much uh, too much on the the age kind of kind of thing. Um, Dimmy, where, where do you see on that one? Where, you know, would you have Origidi back or not? Yeah, man. Uh, hey, James, how you doing? Uh, uh, yeah, I think absolutely I would have him back. Um, I, I don't uh, I don't blame him for leaving. You're going to go to Celtic, the, the prospect of European football. Um, more money. I mean, absolutely. It's, you know, it's a business at the end of the day for these guys. Um, so yeah, absolutely have him back. But I wouldn't have him on loan. I would ask Celtic to release him from his contract and try and sign him uh, full time. So he's ours. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Whether that would happen or not, I'd, I don't I don't really know. But uh, yeah, quite a lot of people were uh, annoyed, angered, 
by the whole uh, by the whole situation. And uh, yeah, when I when I put that tweet out on Twitter, that like I said, the amount of uh, tweets that were saying no, certainly not, not having him back. No, he can he can do one. No, not good enough. All all this that and the other. It's amazing how like one decision can can change things. Obviously, when he was playing for us, he was like. Best thing since sliced bread, you know the next, you know next up and coming thing, and then all of a sudden he's made that decision not to, not to sign a contract. And and then end of the day, we don't know what the ins and outs were. You know, we don't know what contract he was given. You don't know what contract he's uh, he's got up at uh, up at Celtic. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to bring Ben into the conversation as well. Ben, are you mate? You're right. Yeah, not bad, pal. You? Yeah, I'm sound. Good, good. What do you want to uh, put your two penneth on the uh, on the that? thing that I mentioned about Azazia Aguida obviously it's nothing uh, it's purely off the back of the fact that uh, Celtic have said that they're well not good enough for their first team basically yeah I mean he was right I don't think he was special pal I mean I'm not saying he were you know he were useless he, he were pretty good but I think he's better out there and you know he's left he wanted to leave so yeah for me you don't go back for me so uh, yeah forget him move on let's try and get somebody else in he's, I'm not saying he's you know he's not what we need but for me, I think there's better players out there and probably hungrier players as well that want to play for us. And he clearly didn't. All right, when Celtic come, you know, you're going to go, aren't you? But yeah, I won't personally have him back. I'd say we've had him and yeah, good luck to him, but it's a no for me. Yeah. Just on the um, on the Darren Moore situation then, um, what um, wh- where do you sit with this one now? So we're another week on. We've had a, a, a disappointing draw against Gillingham and a awful defeat at, uh, at Plymouth although it kind of to be expected that's the same result as we had uh, earlier on in the season where where, where do you currently see have things changed for you or or is it still I'm the pretty same? much in the middle I think at the minute I think after that Cheltenham game you know when you come out on the ground and you're on your way back and you're just fed up and I would have said he's got to go he's got to go but then we had that Sunderland performance and it's like well actually you know this signs here and then you look at how many injuries we've got and if we get rid of more now, which I still don't think is right man at minute, where how he wants to play, but we're going to get in. It's going to be able to magic centre halves out in thin air. We're still not going to be able to defend. Um, so for me, I'd probably say, you know, we've got to give him till maybe New Year's game. Is it Shrewsbury on just day after New Year's Day? So yeah, give him till Shrewsbury game away. Um, and if then we're not getting any results whatsoever and we're not winning, then make a decision then. But as I say, if we get a new manager in, we're not going to defend because we've got no centre halves apart from Dunkley and what Brennan. Yeah. So what we're going to do, we're still going to be conceding. And then if a new manager comes in and we're still not winning, fans are going to turn like we do after what three or four games. It's just going to be the same merry-go-round, mate. So I'd probably say, you know, we've got to give until New Year and then make a decision then because I just can't see it changing. We are going to be conceding goals and it's just the way it is, mate, I think. Yeah, I mean, you know, his, his, his win ratio, what, he's had 12 wins in 37 games, which ultimately when you look at that, it's just not good enough, um, especially when you, you know, when you look at the, you know, where we where we expected to be at the, you know, at the start of the season. And you've got, you've got to remember, it wasn't just our expectations, it was the, the players as well. They were coming out and saying, yeah. we need to win the league. So it's not just, you can't just say we were getting a bit giddy. Um they're saying it as well. So if they're if they're saying it, they want us to believe it as well. And I think we I think we all we all did. For for me, it's just Darren Moore comes out and um in his his post match press conference, I just don't I, I tend not to listen to him anymore because he doesn't say anything. And I know people don't you know managers tend not to say a great deal, but it's just the same thing over and over and over again. And I yeah, but he wants to win the game. Mate. We wanted to win. 
<laughs> Honestly, the, the amount of times he says that is just un- unreal. You know, against Gillingham, we want to win the game. I mean, if he didn't want to win the game, then it's just stating the stating the obvious. And and I, the, the problem is, I don't know what he's like with the, with the players. Um, the fact that when you know when he signed, we were all raving the fact that he's a really nice guy. He wants to get to know everyone and this, that, and the other. But is he is he being like that with the players? Is he is he getting too nicey nice with him because? And are they, are, they, are they finding it a bit cushy? Is, is that why he's been changing the side week in, week out, just to try and keep everyone happy? Because sometimes that's not how it works. You've got to um, you've got to be ruthless, aren't you, when you're a, when you're a manager? Um, I don't know what you think about that, Liam. Um, well, on the whole, like the the general point, I kind of agree with Ben. Like when when you come out of the matches and you're disappointed and whatever else, I'm in the middle. I'm still not. I'm still not going towards more out, to be honest. But, um, you know, you come out disappointed, but then, you, like you say, you reflect on it and you think, well, we have got injuries. And I know we're fans of Wednesday, but you look at other clubs uh, and, you know, like complete <laughs> polar opposites of what I want about. But, for example, Liverpool last season didn't contend for the title because they had Virgil van Dijk out, Gomez out, whatever else. You look at other teams and you can see, think, oh, well, they've not played as well because they've got injuries. But then when it seems that when our fans look at our team, it's like, well, we've we've barely got a defence, but we still expect uh, to go out and put performances in. It just seems a bit like, you know, you've got to be a bit more realistic of what's actually happening because, you know, obviously we got the injuries. We started Johnson at centre-half. It took him a few games to get going. He's then become, you know, we looked all right. Now he's got injured. We, you, you, you've got to put in what we've got. And if it's players who are playing out of position, it is what it is because that's who we've got fit. Yeah, I mean, um, you, look, you look at the, the list of, I mean, I'll just read it out again. Hutchinson, Iofa, Hunt, Gibson, Johnson, Adeneran, Windass and Gregory. And then if you add Luongo and Byers into that, I think you'd probably, with the exception of Gibson and Byers, you, could, you would say that, all those other players would be in Darren Moore's strongest level. Yeah, and even and the thing is with Gibson, it's like he's taking a punt on him, obviously, and he's got injured. And what can you do? Like, I'd send him back in January and find somebody else. But yeah, um, but it's just if you, know, if you if you lose that many that many of your of your first eleven, um, you're going to find it difficult, aren't you? Do you know what I mean? It's, you you basically you're playing we're, we're playing we are second stringer players. Do you know what I mean? It's uh, it, it's going to be tough, but I think that I think you know we'll go on to the injuries uh, the injuries thing as well. I mean, it's every single season. We, there's not one season where we don't have a long list of injuries, and it's and it tends to be our our better players. All right, Touchwood Barry Bannon's not been. I can't remember the last time he was injured. To be to be fair, he had, he had a game off uh, earlier in the season, but you, t- you tend to find it's you know the key players that we that we get that tend to were uh, but tend to and then, injuries. At the same time, it's like injuries will always happen. And I don't know if managers bring in new physios when, you know, when they come in or whether the back, that sort of area of the back room staff stays the same. I'm not sure. I don't profess to know a lot about it. So, but you, you, it's like, but the thing is, like we said before, we got a good run out of Hutch when he came back for the last half of last season. But that's probably the best run we've had out of him. I offer, he seems to get injured once or twice a season, it's, you know what I mean? Like you say, Bannon doesn't get injured. Palmer never seems to get injured. Is it the, 
you know, is it just something that's going to happen yeah, well, with these particular players? Like, well, Chris Turner's they... come out and said that you know, it was something that he raised back when he was a manager and he's gone and said that nothing's changed since then. So I don't know. He hasn't come out and said what it, what it was and what the problem was. I don't, I don't know. Um, I mean, I think you're limited, aren't you, with what you can do with the, with that training ground. You look at the, the plot of land on, on Middlewood Road and what's it got? It's got, has it got two full-size pitches and uh, it's got the dome and then a, another 3G, a small 3G pitch outside, which I think the, the youngsters tend to tend to use and, and that's it. I mean, I was just looking at, oh, I know it's, uh, you know, that we're talking about Premier League champions in Leicester, but they, I looked at their uh, training ground and there were about 15 pitches and there were, you know, there were loads that, um, you know, loads of space. And I'm not just saying that's that, that's what causes injuries and stuff, but you look and we're, we're a world away from, I mean, look at the, the training ground and the training facilities and it's... But it's, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I, to be honest, the surface, is, the surface will be good and whatever else. I don't know if the training facilities are such as it, much to go on that. It's more about probably what they're doing in training. How are they managing? Should these players that seem to get injured a bit more be managed a bit different and should they be on a different plan? Should they be? But they might be doing that and it's just unlucky, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but and then, and then the problem is now, because they are injured and we're having to play people out of position, we're not going to be able to rotate and we're most probably going to get even more injuries because, you know, the run of fixtures up to New Year. And you were saying it the other day, weren't you? Is it, are, we, are we Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday for... Well, pretty much, yeah. All the way, all the way. I think there's, I think there's one week where we don't play Saturday, isn't it? But apart from that, we're we're like two games a week, aren't we? I just want to bring Dimmy back in. Dimmy, what's your take on the whole Darren Moore situation? I know you're you're very much uh, flying the flag for Darren Moore, and in, in terms of your, um, you know, you're not in the Moore out brigade, but put, put it that way. But yeah, what's what's your take on things? Uh, you've got to give him to the end of the season. I said at the beginning of the season, regardless of what happens, he's got to get. He's got to have time. He's got to be given the time till the end of the season. He's had one transfer window. And don't forget, all these players that we signed were free or uh, loan. And there's a reason why they were at, they were available on free because other clubs, I mean, certainly some of them, other clubs did want them. But you're not going to get rid of your best players. Like We wouldn't let Barry Bannon walk away for nothing. Well, we, we probably will because that's what we do. But <laughs> yeah. you, you, you get my point, right? It's um, He hasn't actually spent any money. But, but you've got to look. You've got to look at it though. That twelve wins from thirty-seven, it's not good enough, is it? Yeah, but how many of those were last season in the championship? We've won. We've won. How many have we won this season? We've won uh, six. Six, six games this yeah. season. Yeah. So honestly, uh, no, it, it's it's not good enough. But from where we were to where we're going, I th- or hopefully where we're going, I think he's got to have time to build a to build a club, essentially. I, I feel like he's had to break down all the walls and almost completely start again. You look at the you look at where we were after Derby last season. I mean, we were never gonna piss the league, let's be let's be honest. Right? We are where we are and we just gotta give him time. No the performances haven't been great, no the win ratio is not good enough. But I honestly think it's coming, like, you know, Gillingham, if we score first, it completely changes the game. Yeah, the thing is, that you can go through the whole the whole season and say, if buts and maybe's can't you? you know, if if um, if we don't concede two late goals at, at Wimbledon, we we take three points there. If um, 
Peacock foul, don't chuck the ball down against Ipswich. We get we get another two points there. Do you know what I mean? It, it, you could you could go through the whole season and say um, all these all these different things and and what. And I get and I get that. Um, you know, are, are we just when it when it started happening when you know, when we started dropping these points? I, I was thinking to myself, are we just unlucky? But the thing is, it just keeps happening again and again and again. And I thought we saw an improvement against Sunderland, but then looking back, was it? I don't, I don't know. I don't know whether it was a as big an improvement as what we as what we thought. I mean, obviously, as, as a as a fan, you're always up and down. I mean, you know, we win a game, we're going to win the league. We lose a game, or we or we drop points, and we're going to you know we're going to get relegated. It's that's just how we're that's just how we are as as fans. But but Dimmy, what what where would it have to where would we have to be for you to think that it's going bad? Like at what point would I know we're only two points away from. From the uh, from sixth place, I think Oxford, who are in sixth at the moment. What, at what point do you think we need to change it? How, how where would we need to be for you to think that? If we start dropping down the table and we we're kind of sixteenth or lower, then I'd say maybe we have to start thinking about it because that's not good enough. I mean, it's not good enough now to be completely honest. But let's be clear: Plymouth was a free hit. Um, it didn't work out, and it's more about the performance than the result. I don't honestly care about the FA Cup at this point I don't care about the Pizza Cup uh, either to be to be honest I just put the kids out I know there's rules and stuff around that we have to focus on the league and we have to focus on the performances more than more than results I think and the performance against Gillingham was was improved like I said if we do start dropping down the league to 15 16 17 then and only then will I start thinking okay this might not be might not be working. But let me let me ask you this, James. When Go was on. the last time when because I've been thinking about this the last couple of days. When was the last time Wednesday had a successful manager? Or a manager that had success with Wednesday? Because I think you're probably going back to the nineties. Well, if you if you want to look at tan- tangible success in terms of picture the scene, all of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Silverware and stuff. Then obviously, yeah, it is, it is the 90s. Um, when we had that you know, great team in the early 90s, I'm obviously not old enough to remember to remember any of that. I've When I started supporting Sheffield Wednesday when I was younger, we were just on a on a decline and you could argue that we've we've been on that steady decline ever ever <laughs> ever since but um yeah i mean carlos cavalial had some su- success in that first season and the second season obviously we got to the got to the playoffs and everyone thought that things were looking uh, were looking all all rosy i mean when you look at like i mean i put it in the uh, in the whatsapp group you know in terms of the the win win percentages that the people have had and you know got carlos what carlos won 42% of his of his games that were in in charge obviously that was Tainted a little bit in the uh, 
in his like last season where we where we couldn't seem to buy a win uh, at, at some points. But um, yeah, I mean, do, do we do we like kind of uh, live off the back of that? 90s success and say that we're a big club and stuff do we need to get realistic and think that actually you know we've been out of the Premier League for a hell of a long time um do we need to have you know get a bit realistic but I, I, I don't think we deserve to be in, in in League One in terms of the you know the fan base the clubs but unfortunately the the performances that we're putting on the pitch say, say to us that we are exactly where we where we should where we should be um I mean, what when what would you de- uh, determine as success, Dimmy? Uh, the ninety one, ninety three era, mate. I, I, <laughs> I mean, to be honest, um, Carlos was was great, but that said, he left us in the situation that I think we find ourselves in now. He was a big part of that, so that for me is not success. Yeah, we were ninety minutes away from the Premier League, but we didn't get there, and now we're we're kind of paying for that. Um, what I would like to see is investment in the training grounds. I think um, that's where we need to kind of focus our attention or where Chan Siri certainly needs to focus his attention. But what, what, can, you, what can you do? I mean, you can... Four years. I mean, what's that saying? You can... Uh, can't polish a turd, but you can roll it in glitter kind of thing. No matter what you do, what, what you mm. do with it, it's still... We're, we're limited, aren't we? Unless they kind of pick up sticks and move it somewhere else, which, again, where do you... Where do you move it to? Do you know what I mean? Like, I'd, I'd, knowing Sheffield, like I do, there's very limited places where where we could stick a stick a new training ground to the extent of what you know what what it needs to be. And then you get, then you look at is is a uh, Chancery willing to do that with a club that's uh, that's in League One? Um, you don't but, know. I don't know what he's thinking. But why does it need to be in actual Sheffield? It can't, can't it just be outside somewhere? On like everyone has cars these days. I don't think we're as tied to a location as kind of we used to be, right? Like, I, I, what I would like to see is Chancery make a point of sending out to look at the best training grounds in the world. You know, Barcelona, Ajax. I, don't, I mean, again, this is all. But how much does that cost, though? How, how, how much does? I mean, I don't I have no idea how much something like that costs. Do you know what I mean? It must cost absolutely millions to to do something like that, and. I don't know if we're at that, at and, that point. And the thing is, like, yeah, yeah, sorry, go on, Ben. Say peace. Yeah, I was just thinking, somebody, I think it was yourself, mate, mentioned Chris Turner earlier. Now, when Chris Turner were manager, it didn't work out. But you look what Chris Turner did in regards to signings. We had no money next to nothing to spend. They brought, like, so I think he brought Glenn Whelan in, Brunt in. He brought some absolute cracking young talent in. And he's been mentioning the training ground as well when he were here. Maybe, you know, why not? get Chris Turner as an advisor or something, get him on board, because obviously he seems to be Wednesday through and through. He knows the club, and he seems well up on what we need. So maybe, you know, look at Chris Turner, get him in as an advisor and, and see if he can help out. Because as I say, I mean, his scouting were absolutely fantastic. Yeah, we I mean, obviously club. we spoke to Chris Turner, yeah. done, the, done the interview with him, and uh, and he did say, he said then, I'd, you know, I'd love to come back to the club at some in some capacity. Uh, I know he's involved with... Uh, uh, with an, is it Wakefield or something like that? He's involved yeah. with, a club, with a club out there at the moment, doing doing bits and what and whatnot. But yeah, he always talks highly of, of Sheffield Wednesday. Obviously, for the time that he spent there, both as a player and and a manager, um, it just comes but, across. Don't it? Just knows the club and what we need. And 
But it's I one. It's one thing someone wants. It's one thing one one person being willing, and it's another thing actually. <laughs> you know, he's got to be a let in. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's all right well, exactly, knocking on yeah. knocking on the door, but if nobody's going to let him in, then it's you know, that that there's, there's absolutely no point, is there? Uh, Brian Laws yeah, was absolutely. was another one that was exactly the same. He wanted to help out in some sort of uh, some sort of capacity. I don't know um, what that would what that would be, but but yeah, it's. Um, you, you know, you're right. For, for someone to raise a concern back then, and and I think what well, I know other clubs have injury problems, and I know you're always biased because you always know about all your injuries. Gillingham, they had loads of injuries, uh, apparently when you know when we played them at the weekend. Um, it, it happens. I get that, but the, I think the frustration is it just happens time and time and time again. Like there's not, there's never been a, a season where we've where we've not had players. You know, we've not had three and four or five players at least on the uh, on the injury table. And it always seems to be first team regulars as well. No, you know, disrespect, but if it was someone, you know, if it was a Shadipo that's injured, he's not been playing that that regularly anyway. So you're not that as bothered. But when it's Gregory, who's your who's your leading goal scorer, um, and and I, I dare say that if Gregory plays against Gillingham, we we, we win that game two, three, four nil. I think the amount, you know, amount of balls that we could put into the box, he, he's going to, they're bread and butter for him. And uh, that's what we're, that's what we're missing. Um, I mean, I'm, we could just, I've got to say, go on. Sorry, Pop. yeah, go on, I was Ben. I've got the injuries as well. Don't we live in a soft world as well? I think if you look back at what the nineties and what have you before then, you know, Jack Hunt's got a, what, a broken hand. Does that stop him really playing football? I mean, maybe I'm just you know I don't know. Uh, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I totally get what you mean. I, I bet it hurts though. I bet it's uh, I bet it's painful. But oh uh, yeah, but I'm sure you know. I'm sure it's painful as you can have and wrap it up a bit and go. You're kicking a ball, man. Get out of here. You know. <laughs> Too soft. <laughs> I've yeah. been harsh, but you know it's just I don't know. It's just modern football, and it? it's. Yeah, got a bit of a cough and cold. We can't play around for two weeks, you know. It's <laughs> I, know, I know exactly what you mean. I mean, we'll obviously move on to the uh, uh, Accrington Stanley game tomorrow. Uh, obviously, we'll go to the uh, the Wham Stadium for the first time in well ever, I think, uh, hundred and something years since we last played uh, Accrington Stanley. Um, yeah, they, they sit fourteenth. Uh, their last six, they've had two wins, two draws, and two defeats. They they also took a spanking uh, at Plymouth, four one defeat last time out at home. Um, they've had six wins, three draws, and seven defeats in total this season. They've scored again, like us, struggled to struggle to get goals. Twenty goals this season, um, and twenty nine conceded. There, sit on twenty one points. Um, Liam, how do you see tomorrow panning out? Um, obviously, listen to the preview show that we did with uh, with the Eckerton Stanley fan and what have you, talking quite highly of them. But um, yeah, how do you see tomorrow? Um. I don't know, to be honest. It depends who's fit and who plays. Um, well, like, uh, I, think some, some, I, heard, I heard news uh, earlier that uh, that Windass could be making a return tomorrow. I don't know how, uh, be good. Whether, that's, uh, whether that's just in a on-the-bench capacity or whether he's, uh, which I, I can't see him starting, to be fair. Although no. we are quite desperate. Um, no, I think, well, if Brennan plays... Well, whoever plays in defence, I think he'll play the three at the back still because it'll it gives coverage, doesn't it? So, and do you think um, you mentioned Brennan there? Do you think Brennan would would come in? I don't know. I'd like to see it because it's you know he play it's his natural position, isn't it? So, yeah, um, I'd, I'd like I'd like to see it. Why not? Give him a crack, um, and then, well, to be fair, listening to the preview, he says they like to get the ball down and play football, and we seem to do better against those sides. So hopefully, if that's the, the way that they're going, we might be able to 
expect, uh, you know, we expect something out of it. We should be, as we always say, we should be beating him. Yeah, um, we always come up unstuck against them them sides, don't we? That we, yeah, quote unquote, should be should be beating like like you said, Dimmy. What do you think tomorrow, Accrington? Sticking with my original forecast, mate, it's all going to come together four <laughs> nil. <laughs> <laughs> but who's going to get the goals? Do you know what I mean? Who's the, the problem? Is I, I watch, I, you know, I go obviously every home game. I go, you know, watch the games away, and I just when Gregory's playing, I think we've always got a chance. And I don't want I don't want to label us as like a, a one man team, but without without him, I just don't see where the goals are going to come from. I don't know I don't know why. You know, Canberra, yeah, he's he's picked up a, what two or three goals so far this season, but I, I don't see him as that as clinical enough. And and but but yeah, where where are these four goals going to come from? Two from Corbiano, uh, header from uh, Shea Dungley at a corner, and uh, tapping for Cambieri. <laughs> Dimmy, if you've not had a tenner on, <laughs> four, you need to have a tenner on four 0 tomorrow, mate. Because if it comes in, you'll be absolutely kicking yourself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Ben, what about what about you? Are you confident of tomorrow or or not? I'm not confident, but I have no idea what to expect. I guess it's just that defence into we haven't got one at the minute. So, do you know what? I, I, I fancy a score draw, maybe a two-two. Uh, I can't see us, I mean, they're pretty good at home, I think, their record. So I can't see us keeping them out with defence we've got. So I think a score draw, hopefully a win. I'd love a 4-0. Uh, but yeah, I'll go for a 2-2. Two, two. Why not? Yeah, it's just one of them. It's, we need a win, don't we? we? We need three points. We need to put a run together. Like, I, I go back to the you know, the, the four games that we drew, um, you, and obviously you could put Gillingham in that one, obviously with with the Sunderland game there as well. Um, out of those six games, I don't think, to say, like, to say that you would probably win four of them, I don't think is, um, you know, being unrealistic. You could argue that if you if you don't have three wins out of those six, you'd be like, oh, I'll take that, as, you know, maybe you know, two draws and maybe a defeat or, or something like that. But the fact that we came out of them, all right, we were unbeaten, but we had, what, five five draws and one win, just like, just weren't good enough. Um, and we keep saying that we need to we need to win, we need to win, but we're not doing that. And and every time, you know, we've got a, more injuries than we than we had. I mean, Luongo coming back, I think Luongo, when he played that one game against Rotherham, it was absolutely fantastic. And you know, miles, you know, head and shoulders, the best the best player on the pitch that that day. Hopefully, you know, he, he got uh, a couple, you know, some minutes at the uh, at the back end of the Plymouth game. Hopefully, he's gonna he's gonna start again. Um, obviously, we've we've Dennis Adenaran out. Uh, you'd like to think that he would then come in and, uh, and and play that play that role. But it's just that it's just that you know, I thought Gregory and Canberra when they played against Sunderland, something was something was clicking, and then. Obviously, we had the cup games uh, after that. Now, his Gregory's got injured, and I just, I just can't see where we're where we're going to get the goals from. Um, I hope I eat my words, and I hope we do do what you've just said, Dimmy, and and you know, smash four goals in and and give him an absolute pasting because we are. It's what we need. It's what we need for the, for the confidence and and things like that. But you know, in truth, I, I just don't see where I just don't see where it's going to come from. Um, like you said, um, Ben, I don't think we're going to get beat. Uh, I think we've got enough to, you know, to hold his own against the. It sounds stupid. I'm saying hold his own against the Accrington Stanley, but yeah, um, for me, yeah, I think a, I think a score draw is probably probably fair. It's not what we want. It's not what we need. But you know, let, let's go into the uh, next game against MK MK Dons. Um, you know, having uh, keeping that that run going. Um, 
obviously, we, if you want to uh, listen to that preview show that we did, we spoke to Tony Robinson from Across the Pitch podcast. Uh, he gave a great account in Tackrington Stanley. Uh, interesting to hear that, obviously, their leading goal scorer from last season is refusing to play. At least we haven't got any issues like that. Uh, and we also spoke to Jonathan Harris from the MK Dons Supporters Association as well. Obviously, MK Dons flying at the moment. Um, and I'm yeah worried about that game as well on, on Tuesday. They've got some good young young players and uh, obviously picked some good youngsters uh, out on loan too. Um, is there anything that you guys want to say before we uh, before we wrap things up? Anything that you want to mention? I was just going to say, going back to the, the training ground situation, well, just quick. Well, I know Leicester have spent a fortune on their training ground um, this last year, however long it's taken them to do it. But then you look at, for them, you look at their recruitment this season and they're not, they're not where they were, are they? No, no. And they've not brought anyone in. So that's the only thing that, like, yeah, it'd be good to get the training ground right. And if that is, you know, if they look into it and they think that is what the problem is, but then we've not really got money to be, do you know what I mean? It will affect the squad if we, you know, you can have this fancy training ground, but if it goes south from investing money in that instead of when we can start spending money on players again. Yeah, well, that's, that's the other thing. I don't know when we can start spending money on players. Joe, you know, uh, um, are we still under a kind of a soft embargo? I don't, I don't know. I've not seen anything on the EFL website, but you speak to some people and they they, they say that uh, you know we still can't spend any money on players. We can bring them in on on loan and on freeze and and whatnot, uh, but we but we can't. And that's that's also the point with with more in it. Like if you were to sack more, he'd have to have a payout. I'm guessing, uh, and then if you whoever you're trying to get in, you'd have to if if they're in a job, you're gonna have to. Pay there, compo, aren't you? So yeah, uh, I just want to bring uh, Ben onto the uh, onto the show. Ben, uh, how, are you, how are you, mate? You all right? Hey, old pal, you all right? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Yourself? Uh, I'm all right, mate. I'm just sorry. I'm just listening while I'm working, mate. I just thought I'd jump in and uh, yeah. What do you want to talk I'll, about, I'll mate? Uh, on about this training ground, mate. I don't. <laughs> no, I cannot see training ground being an issue for me, mate. It's not. It... <laughs> We're getting injuries, right? I get that, but it's not down to training ground, mate. But how many, but how many injuries, how many players do you see go off injured? All right, Dennis Adenaran yeah, went, De- went off injured uh, against uh, against Plymouth. All right, granted, yeah. that could have happened in the game. But but the vast majority of these injuries are happening in training. We come to the next game and it's and you look at the team sheet and you're like, where's he? Where's where's this player? Oh, and then First, mate, I, think it, I think it's down to players, mate, why they're getting injured. The players that we're bringing in, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, you, you've got to look, you've got to look at Dominic Ayo for start of the season. Uh, well, yeah. he was out all pretty much all of last season. Hutchinson, uh, we know he's uh, prone to a few injuries here, here and here and there. He goes, oh, he goes down like every two minutes. Why? <laughs> yeah, he goes down every every two minutes. Obviously, yeah. Windass, he's been on that list ever since the start of the season. He got injured in uh, was it against Barnsley or something? I think he was in, yeah. in pre in pre season. Yeah, and uh, but it's just I don't know. But what what is what is the problem? What do you have? Do you have any idea what the problem I think is? It's, mate, I mean, the thing is, right? You look when Steve Bruce come in, and what players did he sign? Do you know the likes? Uh, who come in? Murphy, where it's um, Rolando Aaron's come in. Yeah, the young kind of players like that. I, I know you've seen it with Dennis Adeniran and 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 Jaden Brown and stuff like that, but. I get it. I get it. We're in League One, and we're not going to attract the most 
fantastic players anymore, but Jesus Christ, it's probably be better than some people that we're getting, though, and a bit more reliable than people that we're getting. Yeah, go on. Well, whilst, whilst I've got you, Ben, let's let's go on to the topic of Darren Moore then and ask you that question. Where where do you stand on the whole Darren Moore? How much time do you give him? No saga. Well, I know. Well, um, it's all right. I'm it's, I'm working with a United fan, and he's just he's just literally put a piece of piece of paper in front of me, and, and it's got Erm on it. <laughs> so uh, yeah, for me, I think. I can't really. I don't think he's doing a bad job, mate. I think the way he's the way he's in in interviews is a bit poor. Yeah. I think he could stop saying the same thing over and over again. But apart from that, mate, I think he needs to sort of find his. Uh, and it goes back to injuries, mate. He needs to find his correct starting eleven, and he's struggling to do that because, like you said, people are getting injured left, right, and centre. So. It's I don't I can't you can't really blame him I don't I mean for me I know somebody said earlier about you'd be wanting to get sort of sixteenth or something and then replace him for me if we get anywhere near sort of eleven twelve for me mate it'd be going that'd be my view because we can't afford to be dropping down to sixteenth and then expecting somebody to come in and try and bail us out at crap again yeah I mean you, you look you look in the uh... In the, in the division and what have you, and, and, and everyone's beating everyone, aren't they? You know, you look... Hey, uh, this is what I mean, yeah. You know, Sunderland lost their... Well, they've lost their last three games. Wickham, yeah. they've not won one in, uh, in you know, in three games. They, they three sit, games, they sit yeah. fourth. Yeah. Uh, Oxford drew uh, their, their last game. You know, Ipswich yeah. drew their last... They've had a defeat as well. You know, t- teams are slipping up. There's only really Plymouth. Thing and, is, though, thing is, though, and, and it's... It's gonna playing against us is gonna be a lot of people's cup finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, t- I totally get that. You know, Gillingham when they came when they came to us on uh, on Saturday, obviously with the time wasting that I know it was quite well uh, well documented. If you saw anything on uh, on on Twitter oh, yeah. and whatnot, but uh, they they clearly they were happy for a draw when when they got that first goal. They were obviously oh, delighted yeah. to be leading, weren't they? So they time wasted to. To the heart's content and, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, you, you, you know. Well, I'm gonna have to love you and leave you anyway, lads. No problem, so Ben. Thank, thanks for your, thanks for your time, Ben. No um, problem. Yeah, you know, going back to what Ben just said. Yeah, when 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 did we do play these sides? It is almost like their their cup final, but you're gonna expect that. You've got to you've got to have the players. You know, Giles always talks about it that when you come to Sheffield Wednesday, you've got to be able to expect the the pressure. You've got to expect the. Um, the expectations and, and stuff like that, that that you get with playing for Sheffield Wednesday and and it's going to come, you know, you're going to get um, criticised for, for poor performances and, and, and things like that. But, you know, have we got the, have we got the players in there that can, uh, that can do the business? Uh, I'm just going to, going to leave it there. I'm going to wrap it, wrap things up. Um, thanks everyone for, for joining. Obviously again, we, we do try and do these every week on, uh, on Friday lunchtime. So uh, uh, if you've missed this one and you are listening to it in the podcast form, then please make sure you join us and get involved. Obviously we do like to hear your opinions and have a, have a discussion and a debate around, uh, around Sheffield Wednesday. So, uh, uh, so yeah, please do get involved next time. Um, and obviously we'll be back again on, on Monday with the uh, talking about the uh, hopefully uh, a win against Accrington so uh, yeah thank you very much everyone and we'll see you all uh, next week the 
Sport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.